Hello, we are the Shy Guys, and you're listening to Connecting the Host, your co-op and multiplayer gaming podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Shift Happens. It's a cooperative platformer for two players. You and a friend play as Bismo and Plom, two lovable jelly creatures who got merged due to a comical yet dramatic accident. You can shift your mass, throw each other, and puzzle your way through four stages of stylized imaginary worlds. I'd like to point out that lovable is subjective. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shift Happens was made by Klonk Games in Germany, and you can pick it up on Windows, Xbox, or PS4 for around 15 euros, so I guess that's about 12 quid. But we're playing it on our gaming PCs and we're playing it using the online co-op instead of local. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the game, Ben? Sure. So it's a two-player puzzle platformer. Um, all the way through our run-through of it, I just kept saying, Portal. It's Portal. It feels like Portal. <laughs> it's Portal. Um, it has a Portal feeling to it. Uh, very cartoony graphics. Um humorous overtones depending on your sense of humor um it's i mean it's one of those things that you'll either like it or you won't really in in a sense it's kind of it's very much like the portal 2 multiplayer with those two robots that Mm. are lovable robots just trying to get through the labs and it's like are they lovable or are they fucking irritating well it depends (laughs) on your point of view and how much sleep you had the night before in my case um so the sort of novel aspect of this is that um, after a brief tutorial uh, you can push your trigger buttons to switch from little to large mode so you have a small size and a large size and you switch between them Um, later on this causes the other character to switch as well so if I press my button to enlarge myself uh, it'll make John shrink down So you alternate, uh, and both of you have that control. And there are situations where you can kill each other by accident. Um, Which we did quite a lot early on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are bits like John might be holding up a box. And then I go, Mm. oh, yeah, I just need to get large and I'll jump over there. And I do it without him saying, no. And then he shrinks, box falls down, (laughs) smushes him. And then I steal all of his coins. And much (laughs) hilarity ensues. Uh, So the... That whole little and large piece about it impacts a huge amount, um, not only the character height, but also physics as well. So you have that portal-esque style of velocity, real-world physics, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, the basic mechanics of the game, um, it's a platformer, so you are mainly going to be jumping, pushing and pulling blocks, standing on pressure pads, doing all the kind of things you expect, if I was to say a portal puzzler, but without portals. (laughs) And Um, in 2D, um, yeah. Yeah, in 2D. Yeah, absolutely. Um, later on, I mean, there's sort of like abilities that you get throughout. Like It wasn't unlocked immediately, but a little bit into the game, like a few, maybe about five, six levels in, I guess. You yeah. have the ability to catch objects and throw them. Uh, and they always do them in like a really nice way where it almost gives you like a secondary level. It's like three little Mm. tutorials that you go through. And it's like, here is an example of a thing to do, be it picking up a block and throwing it or getting it to hit a switch. And it'll make you do that a few times and then you go back to the real levels and off you go through. Um, So one of the things that there was, uh, which was quite interesting, is the ability for the bigger character, whichever one of you it may be, can throw and catch the smaller one which leads to interesting puzzles because you can throw them and then change size while you're 
flying through the air, which will mm. affect your velocity and arcing and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, it starts off fairly basically like both pre- press on the plates at the same time to open the door, or you need both of you to push a block to a certain area and yeah. one goes, or, or the level will split into two parts where one of you goes up and there's like a, you know, you're going to alternate between the two of you, which one's small, which one's big, because the mm. level's like gap toothy. Um, but later on, it becomes much more advanced than you start having to deal with weights and velocities, uh, doing things like jumping off a high ledge onto like a seesaw type mechanic below where the other mm. one pops up. And then they need to transform to get enough weight to come back down and then push the other one up. And, and getting being... that triggering right is difficult because yeah. you kind of have to agree between you which one's going to do it. And it's, <laughs> even if I say, John, you press the button when it's your turn, I would still do it because I'm a control <laughs> freak. And I have just kept thinking it was a single player game that he was watching. So uh, it does become tricky because of that element of it. Yeah, um, and I guess it's interesting because your mass just changes immediately, which is the point of it. So it's like if you're in that seesaw scenario, you want to go up when you're small because then you get to a higher peak and then you want to turn big so that you go down with more velocity. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting the way that you have to think of it weirdly about the physics because it's like an instant change in mass without a change in velocity to reflect that change in mass so. i mean it's it's kind of funny like obviously the name shift happens uh they must have come up with that pun i went yes mm. like that <laughs> but it doesn't really explain anything about the game from that like portal is a game about portals it's like it's pretty clear mm. what it's going to be about half-life 2 bad example who knows but this i mean it, it the fact that it's called shift you are shifting height i guess but it sounds more like it's going to be a game about driving, especially in America where you have shift stick or whatever. So it doesn't really describe it very well, I think. But it's a random aside. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm going to just say a bit more about the game. We usually talk about the multiplayer-specific bits, but there's nothing super specific about multiplayer because it's a co-op game. But you can play it online or locally, and we didn't have any problems getting going online. We can just, one of us, fire it up, invite the other one on the title screen, and you go straight into the game. And like you say, you play through the tutorials together too. So that was no kind of, oh, I need to play through the first bit on my own, which was nice. Just pick up and play. Theoretically, you can play the game in single player, but you have to switch between the characters. It's it's really designed for co-op. I don't think that would be a fun experience. Which um, is weird, because you think they could do like a Brothers Tale of Two Sons style mm. analog stick for each. But then I guess yeah. the jumping would be difficult and the other abilities, yeah. maybe. Yeah, okay. That but it, it's really... Me. I mean, maybe it's fine in single player. We haven't tried it. But, I mean, it, it's a co-op game. It's a co-op podcast, so we didn't care. Um, just worth mentioning. So, I mean, it says in the description that the game consists of four stages. But, I mean, each stage is basically a world, which is broken down into approximately 10 levels. So there's actually about 40 levels broken down across four different zones. And uh, the primary objective on each stage is basically just to get through it. (laughs) I mean, you can get through the game by simply getting through the levels and getting out the other end. However, you get a star rating depending on how many stars you pick up in the level. And I think how many lives you lose along the way. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think you couldn't get three stars unless you did it without dying. Either of you dying. Um, But then... 
as long as you get enough of the I can't I can't exactly remember because there are a few different ways it accredited you right like there was one star which was reserved for just doing a speed run there was another in each level there is a special pickup where there's kind of an orb that you one of you touches and then it's suspended between the both of you and you have to move it to a certain part of the level so that means one of you may be standing on top of an elevator while the other one is ducking under a, a ledge somewhere and then you've moved this this kind of orb it's kind of fun the orb moving thing mm. it reminded me a lot of um Forced. Yeah. yeah. First first game we reviewed on Connecting yeah, Death. Episode number one. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really nice. And it's completely optional, but it just gives you something a bit more challenging to do if you're yeah, you know, you want to get all the stars. You always want all the stars, right? So it just gives you a little extra challenge. And there was also typically a secret area in each stage two. So if you found that, then you got all the stars required to get the three stars at the end of the level. So and it keeps track of which player collects the most stars at the end of the level. So you can see that on the between stages, who's kind of hoovering up the most stars, but it doesn't make a difference. But it was kind no, of nice. A fun competitive thing, though, both yeah. jumping for the same thing sometimes. I did like very much the secret areas. They were mm. kind of um, in that Rayman style, like the more recent yeah. Rayman games. Um, it didn't quite go as far as to go, ooh, <laughs> when you find it. But uh, I added that effect myself yes you did and it was lovely <laughs> thank you ben <laughs> but you have to find that secret area if you want to get all the stars and then get oh, yeah. the, the best rating on the level so cool i mean that's it really i don't think there's that much more to say it's a little no. 2d side scrolling platformer so let's move on to our likes and dislikes what did you like about the game ben uh first off the only thing i could think about with this game was the music which is a very funky toe jam and earl style <laughs> beat to it it's got a proper that kind of funky mm. beat that I enjoy I love one of the first Toe things you said that was yep. one of the first things you said like ooh Toe Jam and I think I was in the mindset of it because it was a co-op game and yeah yeah I, I always hearken back to that was I think that was probably the first co-op game I really played was Toe Jam and Sonic 2 does not count because Tails was completely useless. Oh yeah, but Toe Jam and Earl was uh, was a great game. We're going off piste here, but the music is bit, great, yeah. and I enjoyed yeah. the funkiness of it very much. Nice, cool. So my main like was just the I mean the core game mechanics really, which is a fairly big and open topic. But the mechanics are interesting, and they introduce them at a good pace. And equally, the puzzles ramp up in difficulty nicely. It's not too many stages in that you have to start thinking. There's always the fear in this sort of game that the first 20 levels are going to be so easy it's not worth playing. But that's not yeah. the case. They're, they're satisfying even when they're reasonably easy because you feel like you're clever. Like, ooh, yeah. we had to both shift and then do a quick jump. Nice. And then as they as you get through them, you get that little clever feeling quite a lot. So you think, yeah, it was Especially trying to get all of the stars. Yeah. Because we wouldn't give up either. Like we'd, It wasn't like we'd see and go, no idea how to get that onwards. It's like, nope, we'll crack this. We will work yeah. out how to do this. And that was, for me, the most satisfying part of the game was when we were stumped a little bit on how to get like mm. some power up. And then we finally were like, maybe we'll try this, maybe we'll try that. Now that's not working. The phone would go, ah, no, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. And then you'd go, no, you haven't. I've got it. So, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> But it wouldn't be enough to get you stuck in the game, which is nice. No. Like, it was challenging. But really, if you absolutely couldn't get that extra star, 
you can obviously just skip it and come back later. So I like that in a game. I like challenging puzzles, but not enough that you just get stuck and you can't carry on because that's boring, right? So they got that. They got that done. Done proper good. They did. <laughs> um, <laughs> you slipped yeah. into your your GMing orc voice there for that. <laughs> that was a wonderful. Got to slip it in now and then. Okay. So uh, my final like, uh, just that it is a very simple laid back. Uh, and and you know entertaining game. Um, the thing I liked a lot about it is that you just pick it up, play it, but also the fact that within five minutes of playing it, we both said pretty much at the same time, "Yep, this is exactly what I thought it would be." Mm, this is yeah, I, from the screenshots and from the description, and now playing it, I'm not surprised at what this game is or how it performs. It is exactly as expected, and that is a yeah. good thing. <laughs> And it's it very just... much had that kind of. It was in the same feeling as Snipper Clips, right? Very much. Laid back puzzle solving on the like couch. Clips. So. Yeah. So I, I think it's great. I think it would work well both in local co-op. Um, I mean, we had a few online co-op issues, which I'm sure we'll come to shortly. But mm. um, I think it would work great in local co-op if you're just sat on a sofa together. Yeah. But equally, it worked fine long distance as well. In terms of the yeah. puzzle solving, it wasn't doesn't add any difficulty. Um, I don't think it's got anything like voice chat or anything built in like that or the ability to connect with randoms or anything along those lines does it. It's very much a, you I just invite so. someone via Steam and then mm. use Steam chat type thing or yeah. the same on Xbox or PlayStation with the retrositor things. But yeah, good game. Enjoyable, yeah. laid back, puzzler. It's exactly as it sounds. Yeah, I think it's the sort of thing where, because my wife's not a massive gamer, we play the odd thing together like Mario Kart and things. I think it's the sort of thing where you can you could play this with a I'll say like a, a light gamer, someone who likes you a could, bit of gaming but nothing. You could play hardcore. this with a significant other who doesn't usually want to play games with you. Yeah. I that's think that's a nice I, selling I that's point. Fair. Yeah. yeah. It's I a nice selling point when you find that. So Yeah, yeah. That's correct. Cool. I'll kick off the dislikes, just uh, extending what you said a little bit earlier with the the online elements of the co op. It wasn't enough to be a huge it didn't damage our experience massively but i guess in the the first hour that we played it we had two scenarios where the game went out of sync i.e we were well the first time we were seeing different things you were like yeah. i've pushed the button why haven't you left the level john and i'm like i have left the level but you're not <laughs> you're just standing by the exit but you haven't done all the tasks yet so um and then we realized aha we're seeing different things and then we had to we restarted we were literally like level. sending screenshots to each other because mm. i'm like I'm, i've done it the buttons are lit john are you blind <laughs> so, oh, okay and then we restarted it and it happened again and then we restarted it and figured out actually if you did the jump in a different way it worked fine and then we also had another scenario where and I guess this was due to the networking, maybe just the physics, but one of the blocks ended up kind of phasing through a gap, which closed. There was like a barrier coming down and a block got through, which probably shouldn't have got through. And then we couldn't complete the puzzle because it was on the wrong side of the barrier. Yeah. I think it shouldn't have been able to happen on the host, but maybe some networking or just the physics went, went glitchy and it meant that we figured out, ah, that block's actually meant to be on the other side. It shouldn't have got here. I guess we have to restart the level. In so, many uh, ways, I hope that it was actually just some subterfuge on the part of the game developers in order to make <laughs> us solve 
a puzzle with some lateral thinking, uh, which is really yeah. what the game is about. So maybe it was all planned. Yeah. Uh, you have to restart the level now. Uh-huh. But yeah. But yeah, I mean it was it was not perfect on the online, but it wasn't enough to destroy the experience, but no. enough to be a dislike. Something to be wary of. Um and yeah. in a similar vein, especially with the block glitching, I mean I found that some of the controls were a little bit janky. Um mm. picking up boxes or picking up your friend is fiddly. Um, when you threw stuff, you weren't quite sure if it was going to go where you thought it was. And there's a few bits with timing where you need to be very quick at doing stuff, and it was just a little bit tricky to do it. Um, so they weren't bad controls. It's not like the control scheme is flawed from you know entirety. It's just mm-hmm. that there are a few bits where it's like you need to do something carefully, and it's just a little bit not quite right. Hard to put your finger on exactly what's wrong, but it's just like... I'm sure I pressed the button at the right time, but I was just outside the hitbox, whatever it might be. So, yeah, not perfect. Um, just a small note as well. Uh, there was no ultra wide support. Um, I mean, I generally don't expect it in indie games of this nature. Yeah. Um, but it is a game that could have used it. It's not like something like Limbo or Inside, where mm. there's stuff that is perfectly framed so that when you get to an area, stuff happens. Um, it could have. I- I'm yeah. guessing with my game developer hat on that a few any settings and it could, probably could run on ultra wide and be fine but uh, it doesn't um so if that's a deal breaker for you yeah yeah wasn't too bad for us was it i, so, I don't um, i mean it's so used to it most games anyway especially with indie games it's like ah, yeah i'm always pleasantly surprised when it does work i just want to finish off with a quick comment but i think I'm pretty sure if you were to play this with someone that you met online, like, hey, in a forum, let's play it with a random person, you would need some sort of voice chat to play play this and co op. <laughs> I don't think you could find a random online on Steam or on a forum and just play with them and not have voice chat because, first of all, they could screw you over by killing you quite often, which would be really frustrating. And secondly, you really do need to coordinate the puzzles, like, I'm going to jump to the top, then I'm going to shift. Okay, yes click do it without that communication <laughs> it would be in a, a no. world of pain world of pain yeah so. agreed um the only comment i had is that the something we didn't mention but you can customize the characters to a certain degree because there are mm. a load of different hats that you can wear um including uh not just hats but like entire like masks of like YouTubers yeah. and stuff is a bit strange actually, um, <laughs> and some of them have not been photoshopped well. Uh, but my first thought when I saw it was, why aren't these unlocking as a reward for completing each level? Mm. It seemed more logical to me and would add a sense of reward and progress. Because I mean, it, you shouldn't need a sense of reward and progress. This is why there's a comment. Um, we shouldn't need to yeah. be, you know, drip fed some endorphins in the. <laughs> sense of a prize being produced on a silver platter every time we do something but i like to unlock stuff so that would have been nice yeah and actually i think if they had unlocked them throughout the game you probably would have shifted them around shifted (laughs) um changed them around a bit more frequently because you just pick it at the start and then you just use it forever right but if they unlocked it every game I don't remember. Surely, surely there were trade. Were. were there Steam trading cards? I think there were, but uh, yeah, I just don't really remember unlocking anything or feeling that no. sense of achievement, accomplishment of like you know no, doing I'm... something weird, like oh, you threw someone into some water 
Ah, I've got a feeling that it does have achievements. Like I think when we completed a certain number of levels, we got one. But I, yeah, I could be. Yeah, it does have achievements. I just have okay. a very quick look. So, so our achievements. But uh, cool. So we always end up each episode by saying whether we'd play it again and whether we'd recommend it. So would you like to start us off, Ben? Yeah. Um, well, we didn't finish it. So would I play it again? It's always a difficult question for us because we have a huge backlog of games to play and lots to review and stream and all that other kind of stuff. So with my In a Perfect World hat on, yes, I would play it again because I'd like to finish it and that'd be great. But in the real world, that ain't going to happen because we'll move on to the next thing, Um, which isn't to detract from it. Would I recommend it? It's an easy yes, I'd recommend it if you are the sort of person that likes a 2D portally platform puzzler and you've got Mm -hmm. a friend who wants to play it, uh, or a significant other who will put up with playing it, then yes. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally on the same page. I hope we get a chance to play it again at some point when we end up with some magical pool of infinite time. But maybe when, when, when visiting... you get sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe when you're visiting Sweden, we might, might, you know, play it for an hour, sort of thing. We could just uh, play when we've had a few beers. Yep. But also, I definitely recommend it. I mean, I preferred this to Snipperclips. I felt it was a more yes. well-rounded experience, had more content to it, and just a bit more... Snipperclips was a bit more repetitive. This felt pretty fresh as you're working through it. So yes, definitely recommend it. If you like puzzle platformers, highly recommended. There's not really anything like it in a cult way, I guess. Like like you say, Portal 2, but that's, Portal that's 2. a very different 3D... You know, yeah. a big environment. This is a 2D platform game with puzzles in it. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. So, cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening. You can check out some more episodes of the podcast at connectingtohost.co.uk. In some previous shows, we did Skyforce Reloaded, A Way Out, Sea of Thieves, We Were Here Too, loads of other great stuff. Also check out shyguys.io for some reviews, a weekly bumper edition of news in uh, very short form, so you can get a catch-up of the weekly news. And we also have been doing a lot of Twitch streaming recently, so go to twitch.tv forward slash arendal underscore or shyguysthedod to check out either of our Twitch channels and see what we're playing. Give us a follow if you want to be updated, but we always stream Rocket League on a Wednesday evening and quite often other games on Friday and Saturday evenings. Also pop along to Twitter at CTHcast. Drop us a note if you have a game you want us to play. And as always, please, please, please leave us an iTunes review if you like the show. So thanks ever so much for listening. Have a great couple of weeks. <laughs>